Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Unplayable Podcast reviewing day two of the second test here in Bengaluru, where it stumps Australia a six for 237 with a lead of 48 runs. Let's get straight into it, and here to discuss it all is cricket.com.au senior writer Andrew Ramsey. And Rambo, day two was a bit more your vintage, wasn't it? Not many runs scored, not many wickets taken, just good old-fashioned attritional cricket. It was, it was. It was like a throwback to the past. It was like those days when Australia used to struggle against the West Indies when they were pounding away with their fast bowlers and no one could find a run anywhere. And if they got to 200, you thought they'd had a jolly good day out. So uh, it was quite gripping in a uh, not free-flowing sort of way. It was uh, it was quite sort of compelling of the day of Test cricket and one for us old-timers to revel in. Entering day two at none for 40 Australia, moved to 52 before Ravi Ashwin bowled an absolute beauty to uproot David Warner's off stump. Coming from over the wicket, Ashwin pitched an off-break about six inches outside of Warner's leg stump that fizzed across the left-hander and bowled him for 33 to continue the vice-captain's tough tour of the bat, Rambo. Uh, yes, and I saw somewhere that Ravi Ashwin's now got him out eight times in Test cricket, which mm. for those of us who remember the great Glenn McGrath is uh, heading into bunny territory. You know, he, he, at the start of a series, he would always say, who's your bunny going to be this time? And he would pick someone who he got Mike out. Atherton. <laughs> Mike Atherton was one who springs to mind. So uh, David Warner clearly has... Uh, his problems with Ravi Ashram, but he's not alone there because he's taken no. over 250 test wickets. So that was a, a wasn't much you could have done about that one, I don't think, other than maybe get to the pitch of the ball. He was stuck in the crease and mm. the ball whizzed past him. And uh, uh, when you see your op stump lying flat on the ground from an off spinner, you know that things aren't travelling well. Warner's obviously a fantastic batsman, Rambo, but do you think in these conditions where he has to bat time, it sort of goes against the grain the way that he likes to play and he struggles a little bit to try and find the right gear to bat in? Yes, yeah, it's not his natural habitat, if you like. Um, he does like to feel the ball on the bat. Um, and I think when he's batting with someone like Matt Renshaw as well, who is quite happy to just soak up a lot of time and balls and doesn't get phased by the scoreboard remaining static, that perhaps uh, he gets a little bit toey feels that he needs to be the one who's pushing the strike and getting the scoreboard ticking over, so that might weigh on his mind as well. But um, I think it was one of those pitches too where the longer you stayed out there, the more chance there was that someone, something was going to happen, something a little bit untoward, and uh, he got a fair nut. I think that one would have got rid of a couple of batsmen. Yeah, OK. We didn't have to wait too long for a bit of drama on day two. A lot of the pre-series talk was about sledging. And it took until day two of the second test before the spark started to fly. It all started when Steve Smith hit his first ball down the ground. To long on, Ashwin, the bowler, tried to cut it off, but big Matt Renshaw, the non-striker, then stood his ground and denied Ashwin a go at the ball. It was all above board, nothing uh, nothing wrong there. The pair then strolled through for a single, but Virat Kohli and Ashwin let rip at Renshaw before Smith got involved. From there, it was Steve Smith and Virat Kohli going head-to-head. 
Even Ishan Sharma had a few words there. He mocked the Australian captain a little bit for his uh, vigorous leaves and his sort of head wobbles and very vocal calls of no to the non-striker. It all settled down after drinks, but even then, Rambo, Smith and Cole were only kept apart by a couple of metres and they were still going at it while they were enjoying a, a nice, refreshing beverage. It's about time we saw a bit of sledging in this series, isn't it, Rambo? Well, they haven't been out there long enough to uh, have much argy-bargy. No one seems to have been on the field during the time, other than Stephen Smith, of course, in who was uh, made that 100 in Pune. Um, but... It was all on a day of fairly compelling theatre. That was a nice little bit of pantomime, mm. re for want of a better term. Um, like you said, Renshaw did nothing wrong. It was, I think, it was just a frustration for from Ravi Ash when they wanted to keep Steve Smith, the new batsman, on strike, and the fact that he was able to milk a run um, from the first ball he faced. Ashwin seemed to think he would have cut it off if Renshaw hadn't been standing there. Um, he's a fairly imposing figure for a 20-year-old. Matt Renshaw, yeah. he would have made it a, a useful AFL fullback, a get, difficult man to get around in the goal square. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, I think the Indians just thought, well, they might be able to, they could have been something, he's a 20-year-old kid, have a crack at him, see if it unsettles him, because he certainly wasn't looking too phased by the bowling. So no. um, and at that point, uh, the sheriff rode into town in the form of the captain who wanted to stick up for his... Uh, younger partner and it kind of uh, all took its logical course from there and Renshaw didn't seem real faced by it did he have to play he said that he just laughed it off I think Virat Kohli made a few jokes about Renshaw having to go off the field and go to the loo uh, but the 20 year old Queenslander just shook it off no he seems like a a very mature young man Um, not much phases him at all whether it's opposition bowling opposition taunts Uh, he was copying a fair bit from the South Africans I think uh, in his test debut when he was struggling mm. to lay bat on ball and they were marvelling at his technique or lack thereof um, <laughs> and nothing seems to worry him. So uh, there might be a lesson there. He's not the sort of person who gets riled. So he's not, you, why waste your breath? But um, as well, I think it was a bit of Virat waving the flag too, trying to get his team up and about. After they'd got that first wicket, he was trying to fire them up. He was running around at the huddle like he was uh, trying to, he was like a football cheerleader getting them all up and going. Mm. So it was probably an opportune time for him to to wave the flag for his team and um, get them even more on message. He did that a couple of times during the day. It's probably been noted that India have been a bit flat in the series so far, having played so much test cricket this season. And not only did he try and roll up his team during that moment, but the last ball of the session, he, for the first time I can remember, he really got involved with the crowd. He was telling them to get loud and was clapping his hands and trying to get them involved. So I think it's not only the sledging, the talking to, to Steve Smith and, and Matt Renshaw, but he's trying to jab his teammates more than anyone. Uh, he did it a couple of times out there today. He's actually quite kind of hypnotic to watch Coley. He's, uh, he's got boundless energy and he runs from fielding spot to fielding spot mm. and um, chases things down. He laughs a lot for a, a, a captain who's obviously under a bit of pressure. He seems to find humour in a lot of situations. But there was also one moment, I think, when Sean Marsh played and missed it a couple of balls in a row. Um so Virat started waving his arms in the air to get the crowd going and then clapping his hands above his head to get the, the chant happening. Yeah. Um, he just, I think he's looking for everything he possibly can to try and uh, get this team that's played a lot of test cricket over the last few months and probably has every reason to feel a little bit jaded mm. um, to to get the momentum going, to get the adrenaline pumping. So uh, he's uh, in that way, he's, he's very inspirational and a demonstrative captain. And almost anything he does, whether he's out there fielding a ball, he's walking out for the coin toss, even if he looks or he's on the big screen, the crowd just goes crazy, don't they, Rambo? He's, I would never saw Sachin Tendulkar play in India, but I imagine that he's having the same effect that Tendulkar did. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were, they were a bit more kind of... Uh, Sachin didn't have to... you know, Him going out to open the batting in a one-day international in India was quite, uh, quite the experience. 
Uh, then when he even faced a ball and scored a run, it just went up a notch. But Yavirat has that kind of uh, charismatic presence. Mm. They just like to um, cheer everything he does. But I, Lord knows what would happen if he took the ball and gave himself a bowl at some stage. I think <laughs> the, the joint might fall down. But uh, he uh, he really has... He knows how to get the crowd going, knows how to get it behind him, and he hasn't had the best series with the bat to date, but uh, if he makes a score, then I assume his uh, his presence only grows further. The contest between Coley and Smith didn't last too much longer. Smith out for eight. He was caught in close off Ravindra Dejaja, but that brought Shaw Marsh to the crease, and with Renshaw, the pair put on 52 for the third wicket and steadied the ship. They looked pretty good out there together, Rambo. Uh, yeah, Sean Marsh is another one of these unflappable characters. You know, he, he looked probably more assured than Matt Renshaw did mm. the time that he was out there. Um, he just, as they like to say, he's very organised, isn't he? he? He knows which balls he can score off. He knows uh, what his strengths are. He knows how to keep out the and leave the ones that are threatening but not threatening to the extent that they'll get him out. Um, he's just like, very good in these conditions and there was always been a lot of conjecture about Sean, which some of which is quite unfair, I think. Uh, but he showed in Sri Lanka last year when he came in for the last test and made 100 slotting in as opener. Um, mm-hmm. He's come out uh, in the first test. He looked right in the first innings, missed out when he was asked to open the innings in the second, then slots back down to number four and top scores in the Australian innings this time. So, or to date, we don't know that, Sam. We don't That's want to right. preempt. Nope. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just very solid and um, he just gives a little bit of stability to that middle order that they've lacked in test matches in Asia in the not-so-distant past. All right, Matty Renshaw was then out for 60. The resilient innings by him. He ran past a quicker ball from Jadeja and was stumped. But like we said, he showed immense maturity for a man of just 20 in his sixth test. Remember, this really sets up a great career for, for Renshaw. If he's out here in the, the heat of the, the battle in India, I mean, I can't imagine it will get much tougher for him in his career. No, and you you have to probably tip your hat to the selectors there. Um, they saw something in him, whether it be technique, temperament, all of the above, mm. that they thought would not only uh, succeed at test level, but would also succeed in India, even though he'd never set foot in India until he got to Bombay a couple of weeks ago. Um, they saw something in his game that they thought could be useful in these conditions, and they've been proved pretty much right so far. I mean, his test yeah. career to date has been, uh, you'd have to say, if not an outstanding success, and a very solid one. Um, there will become a time when he struggles, I'm sure. That's happened to every test player, bar one, I think. Even he had struggled a bit. The uh, Don. The, the he got Don. dropped. He got dropped his first test match. He was out of there. But he never played in India either. He's, he had spent as much time in India as Matt Renshaw up until... <laughs> um, so he's... Uh, yeah, just... It's the whole package, isn't it? He's uh, he's an impressive kid. He seems confident but not uh, smug. Um, and he revealed after the end of the, the day's play that the reason he likes to bat so long and isn't phased about the fact that he's not scoring was that he used to played junior cricket when you only had to retire out when you reached a certain score. It wasn't based on the number of balls you faced. So he thought the longer he took to get to that preordained score, which was 50, mm. the more time he got to bat, which is what he really wanted to do. So this is his game. He's modelled his career on being able, out there and not necessarily having to score. I've got to say, um, for a remarkable test career, he looks extremely unremarkable in the practice nets. The Australian boys were saying that even after the last test match that he was in the, the nets playing and missing, missing his reverse sweeps. We got to watch him before this test match. He was running past deliveries and the reverse sweeps were hitting him in the shoulder and the helmet. But then when he sort of gets it all together and he's out in the middle, it's sort of things just sort of clicks. Even in the field, he sort of lumbers around. He's a 
probably hasn't grown quite into his body just yet. He's only 20 years old, but it just gets, makes it even more impressive that he can do this stuff, switch it on when he needs to, and he's been a bit tardy of late as well. So off the field, things aren't clicking, but when he gets on there, it's just uh, a pleasure to watch, really. Maybe he just gets in the zone, as Stephen Smith talked about the other day. All right, Australia lost two more wickets before T. Peter Hanscom, who once again looked really good, but he chipped the ball uh, off Jadeja to uh, to mid-wicket for 16 before Mitch Marsh. He was out LBW for an 11-ball duck. It was a tough one on Mitch Marsh. He got out just before T. The ball kept low. It jagged back. Um, he thought about reviewing it. His brother was at the other end. He decided not to. It was a good thing. Even though it was the last ball, the uh, 80th over, they had the reviews back, but it was going to cannon into leg stump. Australia on top of the game, Rambo. Um, their 1-0 series lead. They've got more runs in India, but is there a couple of concerns starting to, to develop there in the Australian middle order? Possibly. I think uh, Mitch Marsh, as you say, that dismissal would have got anyone, I assume, if they'd... Like he, he had the sort of perfect defensive shot in place. He just went underneath the bat. Yeah. Um, you don't expect the ball to run that close to the ground on day two of a test match. Um, I think the reason he didn't review it was because he didn't want to see it again on television because it was just so palpably out. And it's funny because he was walking off the ground and he had his, he was looking over his shoulder at the big screen. And he saw the replay and just kind of started shaking his head. He's just, he's just so disappointed. I think the, the thing that m- might help if they're looking at reshuffling is the fact that no one's really dominated with the bat uh, in this series apart from Steve Smith who's as we mentioned is the only 100 of the series thus far um, Peter Hanscom who you had penciled in for 100 I believe I was listening to a cop- the podcast earlier on and there's I seem to recall that there's still the second innings there's still the second innings um, has looked okay he clearly has a, a game plan against spin which is to get to the pitch of it and get after them but uh, it brought his undoing when he um, perhaps played one shot that he didn't need to trying to flick it over the infield um, but yeah Mitch Marsh I mean, his test numbers aren't great you have to acknowledge at some point that you, you need a number six batter who can um, either come in and cash in when the things are going well or can actually shore up the middle order when there's been a bit of a top order collapse and you don't get the feeling that he's quite got that yet um, he looked good in the second innings at Pune you've got to say for mm. um, the time he was out there but um, it was a pretty cruel one today, and it probably doesn't do his case for retention much good, really. And the fact that he's only bowled two overs in the series. He's there as the fifth bowling option, but at the moment he's not bowling. No, and you think if they're going to keep finding pitches like this, um, India obviously thought they needed to shore up their batting and got rid of a bowler. They've gone into this test with four specialist bowlers. Whether the Australians look at that as a, a template if the pitches for the last two tests are going to be similar to the, the two they've had so far, um, then maybe you... You do play the extra specialist batter and just back your your four frontline bowlers to get the job done. Um, there really is only one specialist batter in the squad: uh, Usman Khawaja. Mm. Um, the rest of them are spin bowling all rounders and uh, bowlers. Right. So we talked about Shaw Marsh before. Like we said, he looked every bit the subcontinent specialist he's meant out to be. He had a couple of lives in his 66 on 14. He gloved the ball that wasn't reviewed uh, on 44. He successfully overturned an LBW shout. And then he was out LBW. Uh, well, he would have been out LBW, but Ishant overstepped. It was a no ball. His 197 ball innings was the other pillar alongside Renshaw and Australia's batting innings. And uh, he batted time like Renshaw did, just as Steve Smith demanded. A lot of the talk before this series was batting time, batting long, and both he and Renshaw did that. They did, and uh, you could wonder where the runs would have come from without those two because uh, it was pretty slim pickings in between. Um so Peter Hanscom's 16 was uh, sort of probably breezy in comparison to everyone else's, but the everyone the other batters all seem to struggle just to find timing, find gaps in the field, find loose balls to hit. 
Um, so the fact that Sean Marsh had a couple of let-offs, I mean, India are just having a shocker with the DRS, really, aren't mm. they? They're uh, not reviewing ones they should, they're reviewing ones they shouldn't. Uh, and then a couple of times they've got wickets now to no balls. So uh, not that that's a DRS thing, that's just a front foot thing. And I guess another thing that's really important for Australia, Rambo, is the partnerships. There's three half-century partnerships for the Australians, 57, 52, and another one of 52. Uh, not a lot about individuals in this game, but if you can put together partnerships on pitches like that, it just bodes well for the for the, the test match and for the rest of the series. Uh, that was the the great difference in their batting between here and Sri Lanka last year, was they just would lose wickets, not just in clumps, but sometimes in free fall, which is what India did in Pune in the first test. They lost you know, seven for not many in both innings. So if you can avoid that, even if you've got batters who aren't able to score freely, if they haven't put big scores on the board, and Stephen Smith's eight um, was scarcely memorable innings, but it did soak up almost 90 minutes. Mm. Um, it wasn't like he was in and out in no time and someone else had to come back and start their innings. Either you're getting a few miles in the legs of the bowlers, you're scuffing up the ball a bit, you're, um, you're building a partnership, as you say. Um, so the only one who really missed out, and there was a, a quick turnover as wickets, was Mitch Marsh, um, who was only out there for 10 minutes or so. But uh, the fact that they haven't lost two or three wickets in, in very close proximity has helped them to get to this total that's uh, marginally in front. And as the test goes on, that may prove to be significantly in front. Mm. There's still time for one more moment before stumps when wicketkeeper Ridderman Saha dropped Mitchell Stark on zero. A tough chance to his left. The slips were spread wide apart, so Saha to do a lot of work to his left to probably take that in front of a regulation first slip. Stark finished on a typically rapid 14 from 19 balls with Matthew Wade, who was 25 not out at stumps. Rambo 197 runs in the day off 90 overs. How do you think Australia will rate this day, looking back at it now? Oh, I think they'd probably be happy with it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, the fact that they're in front, the fact that they're still batting, the fact that there's a lot of time left in the game, and despite what uh, Chiteshwar Pujara told us at the end of the day, I don't see how batting can get any easier on that pitch. So no. um, I think... Someone as you like you, who's as literate in currency conversion, I think you'll find that uh, any run they get in front probably has three or four times the face value. Come the second innings, uh, I don't know what that extrapolates out to in rupees, but it's it could be a significant advantage. So, um, yeah, they, they would probably they may even rue the Mitchell Stark when he's been in pretty good batting form of late, and yeah, you never know if they can push on and get. 60 or 70 in front, um, and then he starts to get his eye in and swings a few over the fence, that could rapidly become 100, 120, um, in which case that's a, a fairly sizable lead on a pitch like this. Um, we are talking in could-haves, would-haves, maybe-haves, but mm. uh, um, yeah, I think that on balance they'd be reasonably happy with that day, given the conditions they faced and the quality of the bowling they were up against. And that's right. We can't. Uh, they scored just two runs and over for most of the day, or just over two runs and over, but not much can be taken away from the Indian bowlers who bowled particularly well. The threatening bowlers looked like Yadav and Sharma, Ishan Sharma, the, the fast bowlers. Every time they seemed to bowl, there was balls bouncing and shooting low, and they looked very dangerous. And then Ravi Ashwin, he's bowled 41 overs, Rambo. I was looking at the stats. I know you like your stats. I think you, didn't you sack your... Stat team today? Yeah, they they had a shocker today. They were worse than the Indians with the DRS, so they're gone. You've booted them. But I think uh, if the numbers are correct, which hopefully they are, uh, Ashwin has bowled more balls this season than any other bowler in any other season in Test Match cricket. So he's probably very fatigued. He has bowled, played in 11 Test Matches. He averages close to 30 overs in innings. Matt Renshaw said that if they can bat time and 
put lots of overs under the belt so the bowlers they can wear them down and that's exactly what they're doing day three is going to be a long haul for Strake and bat for another couple of sessions and put even more overs under the belts of the Indian bowls and their spinners oh that's true and it's the double edged sword isn't it you're not just getting miles in the legs of the opposition you're letting your bowlers rest and freshen up and mm. they certainly the Australian quicks haven't done a power of work and you've got to think looking at that pitch the way that Ishant Sharma and Umesh Yadav bowled today mm. um that the quicks might actually play as much of a role in the, the back end of this test as the spinners because of the variable bounce. You've got to think that someone like a Josh Hazelwood who can land it repeatedly on the spot, let the pitch do the work, uh, could be quite a handful on that. So, uh, yeah, I, the good thing about Ravi Ashman is he never looks like he's fatigued. He just keeps landing on that same spot. I suppose when you've bowled 2,651 overs in the last couple of months, you just do it, don't you? You probably do it with his eyes closed, just run in, drop it on the spot, and uh, think, well, that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last three months. All right, we spoke to a prominent Indian journalist before we left today, Rambo, and he reckons a day four finish uh, before lunch. In fact, Australia 2-0. What's going to happen on day three? Probably won't be finished tomorrow, but where can you see the game moving? I can't remember, we always say this all the time, don't we? But the first hour tomorrow will be crucial. That's I think. right. Um, if Australia is still batting after an hour, and you have to think that the lead is then pushed out to 50, 60 beyond, um, then the Indians will start to get a little bit worried, I would have thought, regardless of whether they genuinely believe it's going to be easier to bat on that pitch or whether that was just a little bit of uh, a wishful thinking thrown out the there for the sake of morale know, yeah. um, or just abject silliness I don't really know but uh, yeah if they can bat on for an hour if they lose their last few wickets in a hurry and that that lead is only 50 or 60 then you've got to think that uh, they may be up against it because batting last on that is going to be diabolical I would suggest you wouldn't want to be chasing more than I don't think 150 Um, so a lead of anything beyond 100 uh, would be gold, I would have thought. Um, so the opening hour, it'll be compelling following it on uh, cricket.com.au, won't it, Sam? That's a great plug, Rambo. Okay, we'll find out if all this comes true or not tomorrow. Rambo, you going to be here, review all of day three action? Yeah, it was such a good day today, like the old days. I'll get up in the morning and put the brill cream in my hair and uh, put on the safari suit and head down there. <laughs> Fantastic. But until then, as always, you can head to cricket.com.au for all your news, scores and video on Australia's Qantas Tour of India. 